the broken can know resurrection. Shalom! Thank you for joining us for the Sermon of Resurrection Sunday, April 17th, 2022 from Christchurch, Jerusalem. The crucified Messiah is risen! Hallelujah! Jesus is not just resurrected, he is resurrection itself. Marcel Rabai, founder of the Community of Reconciliation in Jerusalem, tells us that we cannot know or understand resurrection until we allow ourselves to be broken at the cross. All of us have to come to the realization that we have nothing good in ourselves and that without God's mercy, we are utterly lost. While the world obsesses over power and knowledge, Jesus reveals the heart of God by humbling himself even unto death. When we imitate the humility of the Messiah, he transforms our hearts. A heart that reflects the humility of Yeshua is what Satan fears, because that is what defeated the powers of darkness. Our first reading is found in Isaiah chapter 25, starting in verse 6. Isaiah chapter 25. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all the faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm for the day is from Psalm 114. When Israel came out of Egypt, Jacob from a people of foreign tongue, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, the Jordan turned back, the mountains leaped like rams, the hills like lambs. Why was it, sea, that you fled? Why, Jordan, did you turn back? Why, mountains, did you leap like rams, you hills like lambs? Tremble, earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool, the hard rock into springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. Our gospel reading for this morning is taken from the 24th chapter of Luke, that familiar passage about the road to Emmaus. Now that same day, that resurrection day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, 
their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophet, prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while, we talk, while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. And the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands, see my feet, it is I myself. Touch me and see, a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. The Gospel of the Lord. I'd like to uh, introduce... Uh, a man who lives here in Jerusalem, who I greatly admire. I admire him so much that when I grow up, I want to be just like him. And he is a man who um, has uh, much experience, has great wisdom and discernment, and uh, he has lived the life uh, of community, and uh, one of the reasons I admire him is that he's been able to build and sustain uh, a community uh, that has the risen Jesus at the center, and that community uh, is one that uh, many of us here in Jerusalem respect. Certainly in this city, it is, community is hard enough of course, it's hard anywhere in the world, but uh, Marcel and the community of the reconciliation 
has all set, they have set the bar high for us. And for those of us who are also trying to build community, we look to Marcel and his wife, Regula, uh, and their long experience here. So Marcel Rubai, thank you very much, dear brother, for, for coming to speak to us. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes, he's indeed risen. What a joy. Do we believe that? First of all, I have to say, after such introduction, it's very hard not to, di to disappoint. So, <laughs> and for all the English speakers, I ask you a little bit for favor to bear with me because English is not my first language. So, <laughs> but that's also why the preaching will be simple. Friends, we all here agree, Yeshua is risen. It's, it's important to understand what this means that he is risen. He is not only risen, but what Yeshua says about himself. I am the resurrection. Resurrection was not something happened to him. He is in person the resurrection. The resurrection, when you know about the early church, then you know that the resurrection was known as the feast of laughter and joy. And we will understand why. As much as the crucifixion was known as a moment of humiliation, pain, shame, abandonment, and judgment, and both have to do with Yeshua, the Son of God. We all know he is the Lamb who bears the sin of the world, who was slain for us, the punishment is on his shoulder that we may have peace. We are familiar with that. But he's also the resurrection, the life. He's the source of the new creation. Also that is known to us. He is the new heaven and the new earth. Everything is created in him, through him, and for him. We all agree he's the way, he's the center, and the final goal of all creation. What does that mean to us? And we also agree he is the honor and the glory of the Father. But we cannot talk about resurrection without looking a little bit back to the crucified one. The lamb who took away the sins of the world. Do we really understand that? Indescribable, unimaginable, 
happened on the cross. Yeshua, the Son of God, again, this we know, humbled himself. He laid aside all the power and dignity he had. And as we know, in the love for the Father, in obedience, and in humility, he went until the end, which meant a death for him we cannot comprehend. If anyone wants to understand what resurrection is, he will not be able to do it until he comes to the cross. There, everything starts. Because at the cross, that's the place where all the pride, the presumptions, the self-will of man has to die. On the cross, that's the place where first God has to hear God, have mercy with me. I am simply a lost sinner. Have mercy on me. If this does not happen, if we will not, if we are not broken at the cross, we will never be able to understand what resurrection is. At the cross, that's the place where everything starts. When we are completely given into the merciful forgiveness of God, where we have nothing to bring, nothing to offer, than to receive, and where we have to admit the shame you have borne I deserved it. The death you had to go through, I deserved it. That's a place where we have to say there's nothing good in me, nothing righteous. I have absolutely nothing to bring. Did you ever say that with all honesty? Were you ever, ever been broken at the moment in your life at the cross? Where you knew that you are absolutely dependent on the mercy and the forgiveness of God? And if there were no mercy and forgiveness, you are simply lost. Because the fact is, we all are in one way or another going on our own ways, our own visions, to build our lives, our dreams. And we all know our own ways, that's what the prophet says, lead to damnation. And God has put the guilt 
which is the fruit of our own ways on him. If we are not, if we have not experienced such a moment where we have cried out, God, have mercy on me. Friends, we will never understand what resurrection does to us. You know, the powers and principalities and also we as man, we are, are always obsessed by two things. One is power and knowledge with whom we try to rule our life and the world. And here, the principalities and powers were absolutely wrong. Yes, they knew about God's power. They knew about his power to create the world, but something much more important and deeper in God's nature they did not know. They did not know his heart. They did not know his heart because Yeshua who came to reveal the Father, to reveal the heart of God, what did he say about himself? Learn from me because I am meek and humble by heart. The principalities and power that did not know that God, the most important about God is that he's a God who is gentle and lowly by heart. It's difficult for us to understand. Yeshua did not conquer death by power. He conquered death by his humility, by his obedience, by the love he had for the Father until the end. That's why death could not hold him. He conquered death by his pure heart, obedience, and love, and humility. Friends, it's important that we understand that. Because we naturally, we always are looking out for power. To prove something. To be strong. This are not the forces who defeat death and the powers in this world. Yeshua, as I said, he is the resurrection. And to everyone who comes to him and confesses, I need you absolutely. To him, he will open up the prison.
because of what Yeshua did, did. When he died, when he went down into the darkness, he defeated death and as in Colossians it says, he defeated the principalities and power and he took the key of hell. And that's why he can open every prison for everyone who comes to him. So, as it said also in John chapter 1, verse 12, there it says, to those who believe in him, those who commit themselves absolutely to his grace, he gave the power to become what? Children of God. And again, Do we understand what it means to become children of God, friends? And the apostle, he explains to us, to those who become children of God, then he makes clear, not by the will of man, not according to the flesh, but born by God. Do you mean, do you understand what it means, born by God? It means from now on, if Yeshua lives in us, if the resurrection lives in us, then we agree you are a new creation. But from now on, you do not define yourself anymore by your ethnicity by your background, by what happened to you before you met him, something new has started. The resurrection, it means everlasting life which starts now. It will not start one day. Resurrection, because Yeshua himself is the resurrection. If he lives in us, then the resurrection lives now in us. We live now in the resurrection. This is like a seed in our heart, which has to grow, which has to penetrate our heart if we allow it. And what does it do to us, the power of resurrection in us? You know, very often when we think about resurrection power, then we think about signs and wonders. And everyone would like to see some signs and wonders. But friend, believe me, as much as God gives signs and wonders, and sometimes we need them, this is not the heart of the resurrection power. The resurrection power is meant to transform our heart into the image of his son, as Paul says in Romans 8. Those he has chosen, he destined to be transformed into the image of his son. It means that our heart should reflect the nature of his son. Resurrection power in us, it's about transformation of our heart. That when 
somebody looks into our life, then we'll, he will see and recognize. This reminds me of the one who is gentle and lowly by heart. This reminds me of the one who was obedient until the end. This reminds me of the one who is of a pure heart. Because as we all know, only a pure heart can see God. So the res resurrection power is in us again to transform our heart into the nature of the risen one. Can we understand, friend, what an unbelievable calling we have? It says even we are called to be co-heirs with him. And when we read that, we all think about the power, about the glory. We all want to share the glory with Yeshua. We all would like to sit with him on the throne. But the heart of the thing God is after is to see the nature of his son developed in our life. That when people will look around, they will be reminded of Yeshua. The principalities and power. Friends, they're going to fear only such a heart. If the resurrection power in us starts to expand and transform our heart into his image, then death will start to depart from our life. Then violence will start to depart from our life. Hatred will start to depart from our life. And every evil which is destroying normally relationships, will start to depart from our life. The enemy is not afraid if we can do some miracles, if we can heal people, even raise people from the dead. This is not so such a danger to him, but a heart who reflects the nature of Yeshua because this has defeated death and darkness. And not only that, the resurrection power in us who is meant to transform our heart, that we become in this darkness a light, that we become in the despair of this world hope, And we are only hope and light and salt if the devil recognizes in our life the nature of Yeshua. He's the only one he fears because Yeshua is the only one who defeated him. And we are called, we are called in this world through our own life and friends, and here I mean the way we live in relationships. We, re we relate to people. The way we, re we relate to everything surrounding us. To testify 
that we belong to him, that we want to be like him. Because we are called with him to lead people into the light, into hope. And this, if our heart is transformed into his image, then something will start in our heart to develop, and this is the love for the Father. Because all what Yeshua did was because he loved the Father. He was, by the way, in the beginning, there's something beautiful about the first believers. Even historians wrote that. You know what? They looked at them and said, look how they love each other. Because this was not from this world. And we all know, if you know your Bible well, Yeshua says, people, they will, will recognize you as belonging to me as my disciple if you love one another. It means if you relate to each other the way I relate to you, in forgiveness, in patience, in graciousness. I'm so deeply thankful that we are not talking about a religion where we have to do things. We are talking about a heart relationship. Resurrection develops our heart relationship through Yeshua to the Father. And this is an everlasting relationship. And then, we are going towards the big, big, unbelievable celebration we have heard before in the readings, the big feast. Do you dream sometimes about the big feast? Which God is going to do for his children? Celebration will, which will never end in his presence? The celebration where the prophet Isaiah, but also later on, John saw in Revelation where he says, in the presence, in Yeshua and through Yeshua, we will be seeing the Father. In his presence, there will be no pain, no suffering, no death anymore. But yes, I have to come back. In this world, if we bear if we testify about the resurrection, power of Yeshua living in us, friends, and tell this world, and it's an act of love to the Father that we do that, because he wants to save everyone who is listening. If we do that, friends, then in this world, it's going to be hard. Because if we follow Yeshua, 
we're going to go through the same hatred the world had for him. The same rejection. Yes. Persecution, hatred, all that is going to be part of our relationship to the Lord. Are we ready for that? Throughout history, we know, until today, people have not only been persecuted, they have been killed because they loved him. And they bear witness. And you know what? The victory was that no matter what happened to them, they said, you can take all away from me. What God has given me, in Yeshua, you cannot take away from me. Do you have such a witness in your heart that everything can be taken from you and you will still be passionate for him and you will still love him and you will still say like Peter, like Steph, Stefan, for instance, Father, Lord, please don't don't judge them. That's the heart of Yeshua. Whatever's going to happen to you because of him, that with a joyful heart you can say, yes, there's pain. Yes, there may be a lot of suffering. And you know, today, even the UN says, the Christian community, those who believe in Yeshua, are the most persecuted group, religious group in the world. We here, and maybe also in the West, don't feel it so much, a little bit here and there, if we are brave enough to stand for the word of God. If we dare, to say, no, we believe in the word of God and in God's order, then we, we may face some um, confrontation, and, but it's still not the same. In the world, in Africa, in Asia, in so many places, thousands and thousands of those who love the Lord they lose their life, and they do it with gladness because they know the resurrection power. Nobody, nobody can stop or kill in us. The opposite, the more we are persecuted, the more the persecution power starts to expand and reach out to people. And those who are hungry for life, they hear it, they see it in our life, and they will come to the cross. So persecution, hardship, because we love him, it's part of the way. There's nothing new. And I believe even we in the West, we're going to face 
even more than we have known till now. But it's all meant for one thing, that we will prove to be overcomers. Because he who lives in us, he has overcome. And he will make us overcomers. That we bear testimony towards the unseen and the seen world. He has conquered death and darkness and he lives in us. And that's why in him nobody can defeat us. If we have the heart of the humble and gentle, obedient, with a pure heart, having only one longing that the Father will be honored. In my life, will be honored in the way I relate to people, will be honored in the way I deal with what I have. He will be honored when they see I am different than the world. So when we talk about resurrection, friends, remember the one who is the resurrection lives in us and he is with all his heart wanting one thing, that we come to him, learn from him, and he is gentle and lowly by heart. And that's the key, resurrection power, to transform our heart into his image. When you look in the mirror every day, ask you the question, Lord, if people look at me, how much do they see the resurrection power in my heart? How much do they see your nature in my heart. That's how we become hope for this world. And tell everybody, guys, our future will not be the atomic bomb, even they may come. Our future is the big celebration which is waiting for us. And as sure as Yeshua is the re resurrection, this party will take place for all those who do passionately love him and want to be like him. You have a lot of reason to rejoice, guys. I hope, I hope you start to dream about that. I hope you start to allow the Holy Spirit to say, please work on my heart, transform my heart. Please, I want people to look into my heart and see Yeshua. See the nature of Yeshua. And, his, and he will gladly, gladly help us. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you've been blessed by this teaching, let us know by leaving a comment on our Facebook page, on SoundCloud, 
or by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. You can offer practical support by giving a donation at ChristChurchJerusalem.org. Thank you, and blessings from the City of the King.